You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey you guys, welcome back. We are in Coastal's, Coastal Alabama's Auditorium. I am your host Eric Houston and we're here to talk about the state of Star Wars Part 2. I promised you guys a week ago I would have our very first guest, an esteemed guest of mine, my homeboy, my buddy, my brother, Evan Elliott back on the show because Disney just is warranted to this and they have more coming to them than they think they do because this is oblivious. Um starting out with the fact that one they just robbed star wars theory which is absolutely pathetic and then two this nonsense of thinking that ray's lightsaber i mean anakin's lightsaber is now uh ray's which is completely preposterous so evan what what's going on with this bro what, what's happening you know well <laughs> i just told you what's funny in terms of like the state of star wars like if, if you would have asked me that same question two years ago this is a totally different conversation. Way different. I, I would have said two years ago, or primarily after Rogue One came out, I would have said Star Wars is on top of the world. Star Wars is killing it, you know, and it. I love it. Right. But then The Last Jedi happened. Oh, Jesus. And you know what's interesting? I actually did a little bit of research. After, you know, Solo came out afterwards. Yeah. And Solo was a solid movie. It was. You know that movie only brought in $300 million? That's that's sad. It should have bought in more. Well, I mean, get, let that sink in. And 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 to some of y'all, that might sound like a lot, but Disney's Star Wars movies, Disney expects at least eight hundred million. Yeah. Rogue One brought in a billion. Force Awakens is like in the top five highest grossing films of all times. And it shouldn't have been. Last Jedi. Well, I mean, the hype around that movie, whether it was good or not, dude, that's the most hype movie of all time. It, it was hyped. I mean, the, was I mean hyped. that's a movie 30 years in the making. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I, I do have a lot of thoughts, and we'll get into this, about The Last Jedi and, and where they went wrong. Because in my opinion now with Star Wars, I think The Last Jedi hurt Star Wars bad. It did. And, and, and yeah. I, I think... People are burnt out on Star Wars, and I hate saying that, but I think now people, they're burnt out on it, and I think it's going to be really, really hard to hype up Episode 9, because really I, I feel like Episode 8 killed everything that Episode 7 had hyped up. It really did, starting with the the Jedi Order like as a whole, the complete, which is the problem that I had with the trilogy starting out was that they went with the original trilogy layout and the original trilogy is not star wars it is a part of star wars it's the middle part of a incomplete story that's now completed now with episodes one two and three so after four five and six you have to elevate the story somewhere you have to take it somewhere else but they decided to just stay in the same place and it wasn't as original and the last jedi just like that junk hurt like the lack of substance and care shown throughout seven and eight is sad and now it's it's biting them back in the butt yeah there are three or four major things that with the last jedi they just fell a couple major things number one is I, I, when, when I first heard that there was going to be new Star Wars movies like Episode 7, I thought to myself, 
okay, the story might be lame, the characters might not be interesting, but at least in this day and age with the special effects we have, we can at least look forward to some really awesome lightsaber duels. Right. And we have had anything but that. So far, yes. Luke and Kylo may have been the single most disappointing scene of any Star Wars movie in history. Bruh. Because it was set up amazingly. They're staring each other down. You've got the the first orders behind Kylo. The resistance is behind Luke. And I'm thinking, heck yes, we're going to see something epic. The the whole fight was, I think, Kylo swung at Luke two or three times. He ducked. And then he's not even really there. He's not even there. But he dies anyway. And I'm... He dies anyway. Most anticlimactic scene I've ever seen. And Bruh. I thought to myself, okay, even at this point, I'm still not satisfied, but a really epic lightsaber fight could at least make this movie watchable. Yes. But no, they couldn't even give us that. And th- so that's the big one. And, and then the other thing is, is with, with, with Snoke. Now, to, to be fair, a lot of people are saying, well, now we don't know anything about Snoke. And we don't. To be fair, had it not been for the prequels, we wouldn't have known anything about Palpatine. Right. But with Snoke, I mean, with, with the Emperor, at least they killed him in a very climatic way. Yeah. You know, Vader throwing him off the ledge. The, he went out in a very epic way. Yeah. Snoke was just... I mean, he went out... Thrown e- away. Yeah, he went out epic, but, like, the story just... Like, at least back then, people knew that, okay, George changed A New Hope to 4, 5, and 6. So there's a definite backstory coming to complete it so people had an expectation soon knowing that they were going to know who the emperor was even after he died exactly but with snoke i mean well like, it, well i'm saying <sighs> even his death i mean that it, it just came like that yeah i mean with the emperor that was epic that that, that, that was that, epic that was intense that but meant kylo something. killing snoke is like yeah it just came out of left field and like why and uh, so that they killed that because they hyped up Snoke so much in Episode Seven just to yeah. kill him off. Basically, everything that you wanted and looked forward to in this movie, because Episode Seven hyped it up. Luke training Ray, which Luke never even trained Ray because Ray an ounce is, of wisdom. Ray, Ray is perfect, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Oof. And um, so there was that Ray's parents. Another part that was hyped up. Turns out they're nobody from nowhere. Right. Which, to be fair, Episode Nine could fix that with a plot twist. Like, she's actually a descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or, or you know, give us something to make Rey interesting. Anything. Right, right. And right. then there's the lightsaber duel that wasn't even a lightsaber duel. I don't even know why I keep calling it that. Yeah. It, I mean, b- basically, The Last Jedi was so unfulfilling and it was so disappointing. Right. Everything that The Force Awakens had you excited for... Last Jedi just yeah. spat on it. Exactly. And Ryan Johnson's direction was all about, like, yeah, we have to do something new. This is Star Wars. It's tradition. It's new been, isn't always better. Exactly. It's been going on, not in every franchise, but in this franchise, tradition stays. And this has been tradition in every single one of the original six movies that we have a lightsaber battle. And, like,. The Last Jedi is like, no, we're just going to spit on what the original six taught us and and George's original vision, one, two, three, four, five, and six, and we're just going to do what we want to do. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? 
and and because of this lack of content and everything that you just pointed out in the last jedi because of that lack of content and because of that lack of substance star wars is paying the price for it but they're still petty Star Wars Theory released the Vader fan film, which I'm pretty sure everybody has loved. I watched it personally, loved it. My brother loved my bruh. It was lit. It had everything that you could want in any Star Wars film, period. It doesn't matter if it's about Vader, Leia, Luke, Obi-Wan. It doesn't matter. It was a great fan film, and it was better than Episode 7 and 8 combined. That's just how good it was. So somebody from Disney decides to file a copyright strike against Star Wars Theory because the score indicated that it has some Star Wars music. Mind you that this is after he already signed a contract with them that they gave him permission to make the fan film. And they told him that he couldn't make any money off of it, he couldn't monetize it, and he couldn't do crowdfunding. It had to come out of his own budget, which is sort of garbage. Like, why not? So, he agreed to those terms... Now that the video has reached over 6.4, probably 6.5, 10.5 now, something, million views, they copyright strike it, and then Disney starts raking in money by putting YouTube ads on it, and they officially take that man's earnings from him. And he released a video, he's crying on it, I, we, we could all tell obviously he's been crying because that's $100,000 or God knows how much money that he could have got in return because disney ought to know this more than anybody when you spend over 200 million 300 million on a movie you expect to get billions or at least higher than the return rate so it can be a success right this man got nothing from a 100 thousand dollar investment in a great fan film with a great story and gets nothing Disney is so greedy. If we've learned nothing else, Disney is the poster child of greed. Of greed. I mean, and to me, I mean, that's what I kind of felt like what happened with The Last Jedi. They focused more on, we're going to make a lot of money off this. Right. Who cares if it's good? Right. The nerds are going to come out and watch it because it's Star Wars. Right. And Disney, even though I hated The Last Jedi, it made over a billion dollars. And that, I mean, but that's the mindset that everybody takes. I call it the MCU mindset. Just because a film, and this is no shade on MCU, but just because a film makes a billion dollars, I mean, if it does, that's great. But just because it makes a billion dollars doesn't qualify it to be automatically good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are plenty of films out there that didn't gross one billion and they're considered failures just on the fact that they didn't gross one billion but a lot of people are taking that mindset toward aquaman right now i'm so sick of dc fans right now and i never thought i'd say this but this is not the path i wanted for dc even because aquaman's going over um stream past uh one billion so now it's a billion and i'm like everybody's like oh yeah now we're in the game now i'm like you guys sound just like a bunch of mcu fans i don't care if the movie makes a billion is the movie good is it good and the last jedi just simply wasn't i don't care how much money it makes the force awakens wasn't good it was i didn't think the force awakens was bad but i didn't think it was good or anything yeah i mean i gave it a pass just because it was it was episode seven well and i thought to myself it it i I thought it at least set the blueprint for what could have been a great story right but then the last jedi just completely killed it just 
just killed it. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this real quick because you, you had mentioned the, the lightsaber of, of Ray, Right. Or, uh, Anakin's. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. And, and this is my number one problem. And I have to tread carefully here because a lot of people have been criticized for saying what I'm about to say. But I feel like we're real here. Everybody feels this way, or most people feel this way, but people don't want to say it out of fear of being called sexist. But I'm just going to come out and say it. Ray is boring. That's true. She's very boring. Okay. Now, that's not to say that a, a female cannot be... I don't understand how any criticism of Ray right. gets conflated with, okay, you're saying a woman can't be a Jedi. No. Right. No, because you know, you've got Ahsoka, you've got Shakti, both amazing Jedis. And you've even had female protagonists in Star Wars. Look at Princess Leia. She's one of the most beloved Star Wars characters. Exactly. But you know what Leia has that Ray doesn't? And what's that? Two things. Number one, an interesting story. Right. Number two, character development. Right. Episode four, Leia is the prissy rich princess. Right. By episode six, she's the leader of the rebellion. Right. She's one of the generals. She progresses so much. And with Ray, There's nothing. I, I, I mean, I... I feel like Marvel, or not Marvel, I feel like Disney is focused more on how cool is it that we have a female holding a lightsaber. Than anything else. That I feel like that's what they've cared the most about. And the thing is, is that we already had that. I mean, we can take it back to Rogue One. We had Jen Erso. Jen was lit. God dang it. Um... We we can take it back to the Clone Wars. They Disney and George had already established that women were already a part of Star Wars and very strong. It's Star Wars. Of course they're a part of we had Barris Ophi, Asajj Ventress, Ahsoka Tano, all of which went through training, had various character developments during the Clone Wars, and ended up having a solid conclusion to their storyline. Exactly. But with Rey, it's just Everything Ray touches turns to gold. Exactly. She, she didn't even need Luke to train her, you know. And I can touch Kylo's fingers and automatically be a Jedi. Like, and she beat the heck out of I me. Mean, a girl who's never held a lightsaber was was able to to whoop on Kylo in the first episode. The grandson of Anakin Skywalker. She just whooped him. Come and, and some on, people say, well, bro. he he had the shoulder wound. He could have beat. That that shoulder wound didn't stop him from whooping Finn. Exactly. I mean, he he, he beat Finn easily. But, Finn was a noob. And so was Ray. And so was Ray. But out of the blue, she can now use the Force perfectly. Yeah. She, she can. She's really good with a lightsaber, evidently, or at least better than Kylo. And it's it, it's frustrating because, like I said, they have focused more on. We have a female protagonist, right? Versus interesting character, and look, I, I think it's amazing how many young girls now like Star Wars because of Ray. I think that's great, and it is. I don't have a problem with that. My yeah. only problem is she's not interesting. She's not a good character, and she and, wasn't and, done and, right. And for everybody screaming sexist, for everybody who thinks I'm wrong, I just want to ask you one question, and I have yet to get an answer. If I asked you to describe Ray's personality, what would you say? Man. Because if I, if I asked somebody, describe Princess Leia, well, you could say, well, in episode four, she was real prissy. You know, she's the, prissy, prin- she's the princess. 
But then if I ask you, okay, episode six, well, she's the fearless general. Yeah. She, she's, she's, part of my language, that, she's Miss Badass. She's got that new revelation after e- episode exactly. five. She's, Ray yeah. hasn't changed. Exactly. Ray is still, she's just there. To me, she reminds me a lot of, uh, and this is kind of an insult, but she reminds me of Superman in that she doesn't really have many emotions. She's right. just there. Right. She, you, and it, it's boring. It really it's, it's is. It's very boring. I mean, even... Even Finn, at, at least now I've never been a big fan of Finn's either. But at least Finn has somewhat of a backstory. Somewhat, you know, yeah. he's a clone trooper, return to the good side. Yeah, and, and you know he, uh, he's at least got that going for him. And, and just to make this clear, with every Star Wars fan who thinks that Disney can establish a new chosen one, Episode One. Qui-Gon found out that there was a disturbance in the fort. Not a disturbance, but a convergence. That Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one. Anakin Skywalker's Metachlorian read, which is just a scientific name for the Force. His Metachlorian read read that he had more Metachlorians than Yoda. Very well, very, got very well trained, exceeded all his classes. Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one, took a different path, fell to the dark side. Luke Skywalker, one of the greatest other Jedis ever, comes along, helps Vader. It wasn't Luke who killed the Emperor. It was Vader. Vader killed the Emperor and fulfilled the prophecy of the Chosen One and became Anakin Skywalker again. Once he died, the rule of two was over. The Sith were dead for now that we know of. And that was it. Rey is not the Chosen One. I don't care what Disney tries to establish. And we all know, and I don't care if this costs me a future job at Disney, maybe. I don't care. I don't want to act in any Disney movie. But, um... Yeah, we we know that Kathleen Kennedy has a feminist agenda and it's a, you know, all-powerful female agenda and that's not true feminism by the way. That is not. If you wanted to make Rey right, she should have went through Jedi training just like everybody else did. She could have went through training, she could have had some struggles and some pitfalls and she would have been just fine. Rey would be the most awesome character and nobody would care. Star Wars would be just fine right now. But because you're trying to push this agenda that you think needs to be pushed that's already been there for since the existence of Star Wars, you're force-feeding it down people's throats. And people are not liking that. I'm not liking that. And you expect us to go sit in there and watch it when it's not true Star Wars. That's not Jedi training. She didn't get trained. Not at all. I mean, the, the whole thing was like, okay, the Force is everything and lift this rock. Right. That, that was her training. That was all her training. And uh, that's another thing that the last Jedi killed. At the end of episode 7, I was very excited for episode 8 because I'm like, holy crap, Luke is back and Luke is going to train Rey. This is going to be awesome. Right. Boy, was I wrong. We were so wrong. Oh, my goodness. And, and now I don't <laughs> – because here's my thing now. We all know how this last episode is going to end. Of course, Rey is going to kill Kylo. And, and to me, and this is one thing I don't like, okay, I like for villains, and this is just me, and I feel this is most people too, I like for the villain to be, at first glance, more powerful than the hero. Right. Doesn't matter who it is. Vader was way more powerful than Luke. You know, you want your hero to be the underdog. You want your hero to have to overcome an obstacle. Right. But when the hero 
is so much more powerful than the villain, like Ray is than Kylo. It, it's not interesting. Like in Episode Eight, the, the, I felt more like okay, Kylo is about to become a good guy more than Ray is going to become a bad guy. Right. It, it just it wasn't entertaining. I mean, and nothing Ray does surprises anybody because she's the most bland, vanilla character Star Wars has ever made. And it's true. She doesn't have, like I said, she doesn't have a personality. Uh, I mean, they, they could fix that with a good backstory. and um, Hopefully episode 9 yeah, gets and, it right. And here's another thing Last Jedi killed. <laughs> and I, I'm... That other character, what was her name? Rose? Rose, yes. Modern day Jar Jar Binks, if I've ever seen one. Hey, get off Jar Jar. Jar Jar was okay. Yeah, my bad. That's an insult to Jar Jar. But, I mean, like... I mean, I could see where people would think Jar Jar was annoying, but my goodness, Finn... Was about I me. Mean, I was starting to like Finn became more interesting throughout the whole movie. I actually did enjoy Finn more. Finn yeah. seems more like the chosen one than Ray does to me. Because <laughs> Finn has he's had his struggles. Yeah. You know, Ray hadn't. But anyways, you know, Finn was finally about to do something interesting in that sacrificing himself to you know. Uh, and Rose just comes out of that nowhere. was the worst scene. Oh my goodness! And and I don't and and a lot of fans got to get this too. They can't fault Kelly Marie Tran for that. She's just an actress. Don't y'all? They didn't y'all. The Star Wars community has completely pushed her off of Instagram. Why are y'all trashing her? It's not her fault. It's the Lucasfilm's story group. She's just doing what she was she was told. just doing what she was told. But the character itself that this is Lucasfilm's fault. But Rose was like, man, come on with it, dog. Like, really? I mean, and now I'm sitting here wondering, I mean, is episode nine, I, I just think it's going to be a flop. So so, so before we end, before we end the podcast in, in, in a minute, what, but expand on that. Do you think that we're going to, leading up to episode nine, even if they release the trailer, are we going to be that hyped about it, or did The Last Jedi successfully kill any I, hype for Episode 9? I think nine? it killed it, and I'm going to tell you why. Because, you know, with uh, with Star Wars, there's very little room for error, unlike the MCU. In the MCU, the you know, I was looking at this. Since 2015, we've had four Star Wars movies, right? Right. It's not uh, two episodes. The other two are kind of spinoffs. But now that one episode has tanked, and we don't like it. To me, that has killed all the hype because at least with the MCU since 2015, we've had like eight movies. All successful, all Well, good. but even so, let, let's say, for instance, let's say, for instance, Doctor Strange was a flop. Let's say it would have been. Let, let's say Doctor Strange sucked. Right. Even though it didn't. That was it a great movie. It, it was pretty good. That would, to me, that doesn't kill any hype for Infinity War. It really doesn't. Why? Because, first of all, he's a B character. Right. That doesn't mean he's less interesting than the other ones. He's just not a poster Marvel character. He wasn't a mainstream, yeah. That doesn't kill him. Even if Black Panther would have failed, wouldn't have hurt him. Because Marvel's got so many of these movies out, they can afford a screw-up here or there. Like some, A lot of people didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was the best one to me. Well, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who didn't really care so much for it, but I'm just saying that one as an example. Yeah. That didn't hurt Infinity War in the least. Not an ambit. Not at all. So, but with The Last Jedi, that movie, 
is it's a direct line from that movie to episode nine. Right. So now that the last Jedi just killed all the hype, and what's really funny is I, I feel like Disney pays Rotten Tomatoes. That that, that because is true. How in God's name do you give Rotten to, does Rotten Tomatoes give this movie a ninety one? How? It doesn't make sense. Get, get, get this. I think they own it, don't they? They own they own Rotten Tomatoes. They probably. might. Now the audience score is much closer. The audience score I it's think like is 41? like a forty one, like a forty three. It's yeah, between forty, 40 and forty five. Yeah. So I mean, if the the actual fans are saying it sucks, but the the so called critics are saying it's great, I mean, it's pretty garbage. I mean, but because when you give a movie a ninety or above percent rating, here, yeah. here's just a couple other movies that have 90% ratings and you tell me if this sounds like The Last Jedi. The Dark Knight had like a 93. Deservingly. Now is The Dark Knight 2% better than Last Jedi? No. It's in- 100%. In- infinitely better. Yeah. Uh, Force Awakens was given a lower score than The Last Jedi. All three prequels were. Rogue One was given a lower score than wow. The Last Jedi. Uh, oh my! I, I'd have to look it up real quick. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, Return of the Jedi was given a lower score. Than, I don't understand than, that. than this movie was. That's Th- crazy. There are so many movies that are so much better than this one, but I, I don't understand this 91% rating. But yes, I think that there, I think, I think it'll bring in a billion dollars just because it is another episode. And I think when when I say flop. I mean, it's not going to make near what what they expect, Force Awakens yeah. did. Now, and to be fair, that this was something I talked to a, a friend of mine who's an older fan of Star Wars. He's in his 40s, and he was telling me when Phantom Menace came out, everybody was so hyped up. Hell and when people left the theater, people were just freaking out because they realized... You know, they, everybody was so blinded by a new Star Wars movie. And they shouldn't have been. But when people actually got home and watched it and realized what they had, yeah. they realized, this isn't that good. And people kind of realized that with The Force Awakens. So I feel like people were more critical going to watch Last Jedi. And then I think a lot of people realized, wait a minute, this trilogy sucks. Right. Overall, it does. I'm sorry, it just because, does. Because it's a, it's about what you can make now and what's going to last in the future. We could take it back to Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and people are like, initially, okay, yeah, blah, blah, it was this and that. But now you can look back at Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and you're like, this movie gave us so much Star Wars lore and substance they would rather have it over Last Jedi and The Force Awakens any day. I feel like people hate the prequels because it's a trend. It's a big trend. I feel like that's the only people hate it because people hate the prequels. Like it's trendy to hate the prequels. And and no fault, they do have their they do have their yeah. every movie does. I all, mean, to me, all six Star Wars movies have their faults that that nitpick me that nitpick me every time I watch all six of them. But except Episode Five. Okay, five is. Mm, near it's mm, it's near purple. The Empire Strikes Back. You're gonna tell me that there are things you would nitpick about it. Here's why: because people get caught up in the commercialism of Star Wars, specifically Episode Five. People don't love Episode Five. People love the the okay. trend of episode. They, not the trend of Episode Five. Listen, to, tune in to what I'm saying. They don't. They they love the commercialism of it. Like when I say. I am your father. No, I am your father. And Luke screams, no. 
people fall in love with that one moment, yeah. which is it's an iconic part. It's like the best moment of Star Wars. It's like the mother it's, of all plot twists. It, it's one of the biggest mother of all plot twists. It but, is the mother and, of all plot and, twists. And that's what I'm saying. But people get so caught up in that that they don't remember that we're talking about a Sith Lord fighting a half-trained or little to no-trained Jedi under the tutelage of Yoda. We're, they, they forget the fact that this is a evil galactic Sith Empire, um, and they forget the in-betweens of what we, we leads up to these episodes. We can have a whole episodes. conversation about this on another podcast. And like, we have to. We have to, and that's what I'm saying. Because Disney, uh, Vader wasn't fighting him at full power because that was his he son. He sure wasn't. That he was sure. his son, and he was focused more on getting him to join him because if Vader wanted it, obviously exactly. Vader could have killed him easy. Exactly, but what I'm, but I just don't, I don't like it when people, especially Star Wars fans, just get caught up in that one specific moment and they label it Star Wars, which is what Disney. I, I absolutely mean, no, no did. movie is perfect. I'll give you that. But yeah. yes, but that's what I was saying. Yes, I think the last, I think whatever they call the ninth movie. I just don't see it getting any more hype. I Anymore. Think, I, th- I think Star Wars has fallen off. I think it's still the the. the you it's know, take here's a this analogy I kind of have. I kind of view Star Wars as being Eminem, the rapper. Oh wow. Well, I say that because Eminem, until the day he dies, is always going to be iconic. He's Eminem. Yeah. And he's still going to be one of the most famous rappers of all time, no matter how many bad albums he puts out. Which he's only put out one to date so far, just one. I mean, and this last one, Kamikaze. That was lit. Okay, we can have another conversation about that. We got to. It's spontaneous. What what I'm saying is, even though that album wasn't well-received... He's still Eminem, so I don't think Star Wars as a whole is going to... I think people are still going to love Star Wars just as much. It's not going to die, definitely. No, Star Wars can't die. Star it Wars can't is die. too big. It's impossible. Star, Star Wars is the only film franchise that has a bigger fan base than Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay? And you know, and now Disney's about to open up Star Wars land, so Star, Star Wars' legacy is sealed. But this movie, if just this movie, I think it's going to bomb. I, I don't think it's going to be a big hit, the, and I don't even think it's going to be good. I want it to be. Yeah. I want it to be. I want this to be a good movie, but I don't see it happening. The only way that it can be successful is if, is if J.J. can somehow rewrite the mistakes and fix the mistakes of The Last <laughs> Jedi while Get also— Ray a personality. Yeah, and put Ray through something. Do something to that girl, man. Golly, give her some development while setting up a potential next three movies, which I think they need to wait for. We need, like, give us, like, five or six years. Uh, unpopular opinion, we didn't even need these three movies. We really didn't. We could have like, waited. I- I'm sorry, and I know people are so, you know, oh, the movie's made so much money. We didn't need these. To me, I would have lived just fine with Revenge of the Sith being the being last the one. very last one. Because yeah. to me, Revenge of the Sith is way better than any of the new movies that have come out. But be, be, because it's a trend to hate the prequels, we're not allowed to like Revenge of the Sith or Attack of the Clones or Phantom or anything before that. Before that matter, they could have. We could. We, we we can have a conversation on why Attack to. of the Clones was actually a bad movie. I don't think it was. I, I thought I didn't like it. It has some parts in it, but like overall, you, I don't like the, sand. The Clone Wars, the Clone Wars set against the backdrop of Jedi Masters going into this war overshadows all. That's that it, legacy it, it is had, cemented. It had its moments. It had the clones, but overall, the movie. 
It sucked. It's a family soap opera. Anakin was meant to be betrayed that way. I like it. it I would prefer it rather be cheesy than anything else because it's a family soap. It's a soap. George said it. It's a soap opera or space opera. It's supposed to be overly dramatic. But that's another discussion for another time. Thank you for being on the show, man. We're going to Yeah, we're going to see gonna that episode We're going to have to do this again now. next week. We will. We definitely it, it will. It might be another Star Wars conversation or we might go to the MCU. I don't know. But. We'll see how it goes, man. It depends on what kind of stupid Disney pulls uh from week to week. We got to own both of them. So. Uh, yeah. But okay, <laughs> it's only man. Only a matter of time for they buy out DC. Oh, Jesus Christ, no lord. <laughs> but yeah, man. Thanks for joining me, uh, man. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. This is Evan Elliott. And Eric Houston, we're signing off on the J House Podcast, episode 14, and we'll see you guys later. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.